the QMC Board and Collar Series for EMS Professionals welcomes you to Excuse My Medic, the podcast version of an MCI with Gary Harvat, Chuck Humphrey, and Ed Marasco. Excuse My Medic takes a unique look at today's emergency medical service with news and information, opinionated discussions, lively talk, sporadic jabs, and even a few belly laughs from our world of emergency medical services. Excuse My Medic is brought to you by Quick Med Claims, a national leader in emergency medical service revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, hang on to the bench seat and tighten your lap belt as these old guys from EMS Past take you on a Code 3 ride without touching the brakes. You've had the disclaimer, and if you're still brave enough to stick it out, let's get started. Take it away, guys. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Gary Harvat, and welcome to another informational, sometimes scary, edition of Excuse My Medic, or as we refer to it as EM2. So uh, we've got a great, great program today, and for some reason, some crazy reason, we actually have a guest who's coming back for a second time. Now, I don't know about you, Ed and Chuck, but most of our guests are are a flash in the pan one time and they go no no not coming back here again but but heather heather harris by the way harris is a new name for heather because since last time heather has got married so congratulations to heather she's joining us here today yeah we're happy and excited for you and i actually uh, met heather's uh well at that time was her fiance back in october and uh just just a a great guy so really glad for you heather congratulations you. um i hope you guys have a great life together you know chuck recently got married a couple years ago his wife puts roofs on houses shovels the driveway changes the oil in the car um i You're think not allowed to talk to sean i think last week yeah she's i think last week she was doing an overhaul on the lawnmower getting it ready for spring chuck sits with his feet up or does these em2 periodically other than that oh yes and he goes bowling um but we're not going there today we're not going there today so of course it's good to have all of you here uh ed how are things down south with you it's fantastic we're we're living the good life but we were just talking before we got on we have a family from pittsburgh in for the week so it'll be euchre to the wee hours of the morning tonight oh my can't wait oh my well that's that's good and chuck is doing uh dinner and spit what's it called chuck pitch and pizza oh pitch pitch, pizza pitch. i'm sorry i i've i i've misheard so it's the double p night yes. pizza and pitch yes. okay well as as i'm not really familiar this is a card game right uh, that is correct okay yeah. and and usually it's usually it's uh, accompanied by imbibements of um flowing nature and general discussion about how many pills we take you know we're at that age now you know yeah don't don't you find that you we went out to we went out to um dinner a couple weeks ago with some old friends i swear the first hour of our conversation wasn't about anything else except um like uh poor eating habits what your pcp has said and somehow even before 
uh, we got into dinner, somehow we digressed into bowel habits when we needed to cut oh, that. No. We needed to, we needed to cut that really short. <laughs> short. But what what has happened to us that well, we have to do? We're former EMS in the day when health wasn't really a major EMS concern. And Heather's going to talk to us today about some things that EMS people can do to to change that. So the younger generation here, thank goodness, is not going to follow in our healthy, unhealthy habit footsteps. Yes. Amen. And if anybody needs to talk about some unhealthy eating habits, um, we all could probably make. But Chuck. Chuck, give us one of those crazy recipes that you use to mix up there at home. One of those concoctions. Well, what was that? Uh, like oatmeal and ketchup or something like no, that? No, no, it was something cottage really cheese, bizarre. Cottage cheese with maple syrup. That's a good Yeah, one. that's pretty and disgusting. I to, yeah. I did make my famous salmon surprise this week. So that's uh, toasted bread with tzatziki sauce, Greek uh, yogurt sauce, yeah. with a um, smoked salmon, um, cheese, and a hard or a soft boiled egg on top of it all it's really very delicious um mm. doesn't sound appealing but those are the things that i do now you know to experiment in yeah. trying to feed myself while my wife is working yeah hey chuck okay, could you yeah, send me the recipe for that please that, that's yes i will yeah, I want to have them put that on the menu at Rodney. Yeah, exactly. We could we could maybe sit see if we can get that on the spring menu that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, I'm sure that'll do great for uh, for the uh, patrons coming in. That'll kill off the bar crowd. I'm sure Heather's going to want that to share with her yoga friends. Yeah, well. exactly. So anyway, Chuck, you were talking about before we so rudely interrupted. Uh, you're talking about Heather and her yoga. So do you want to like kind of introduce this for us, please? And we'll let Heather take it away. But hey, it's it's really good to see all. Of you, Heather. I already apologize, but thanks. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you. Um, Thank you for, well, for those of you that don't know Heather, Heather is the executive director. I have that correct of the Ambulance Association of Pennsylvania, which is by and large the the best uh, state association in in the entire. 50 states so kudos oh, thank you. Um, they just do such a great job and so we've gotten to know Heather over the years and and when Heather's not advocating for all of us EMS folks um, she is teaching yoga classes and part of that as I understand Heather is yoga to increase the fitness levels of folks like me who did not have someone like you back in the day when we got calls and would dip into McDonald's and eat massive amounts of cheeseburgers. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about how you're enriching not only uh, EMS on a state level through advocacy, but how you're trying to help us all stay very fit and trim. <laughs> okay, so that's like a big introduction there so i'm gonna narrow it down just a little bit um yoga is a passion of course along with ems and other things but yoga is very good for you for a lot of reasons and there are a lot of buzzwords out there when it comes to mental health well-being meditation uh, mindfulness all those types of things that are all a part of a yoga practice and so there is a program out there called Yoga for First Responders, and I have been trying to get in with them to do some training, but I did have some uh, training with um, a woman who has her master's in psychology, and it's yoga for PTSD, stress, anxiety, and depression. And a lot of it centered around the vagus nerve and dealing with that fight, flight, or freeze. So yoga is a nice way to... If you think about it, 
And I know a lot of people look at it that it's just stretching or it's, you know, I'm going to twist up like a pretzel and it's none of those things. It can be those things if that's what you want, but there are different types of yoga practices that appeal to different types of personalities. For me, when I started doing yoga, it was to actually quit smoking. And so my first night of yoga was the last night that I smoked Mm, and I had done a lot of research because they connect yoga in Sanskrit means to unite and it means to unite the mind, the body and the breath. And so then there are other terms in yoga like pranayama, which is breathing techniques. And so prana means breath or life force where yama means control. So if you control your breath, you slow it down, you slow down the mind, it actually helps you to kind of release that fight, flight or freeze. And um, when I first started doing yoga, I was doing a, a vinyasa practice. And if you think vinyasa that I like to practice, and I do teach one of these classes, it's kind of like a runner or a cyclist. So it's like a dynamic flow and you're constantly moving. But then I also teach a yin class, which you will actually hold a pose in a seated posture or a supine posture for three to five minutes and so it helps to extend the fascia and it's a nice balance for those that are very active with EMS professionals because they do a lot of repetitive movement that yin practice is very good and then the vinyasa practice is also good or even just a slow flow or a gentle movement where you take your muscles in different ways it's not continuing getting in and out of a vehicle or lifting it is you know, extra movements, twisting the spine, the different flexions with the spine, and that also helps to relax the vagus nerve. So that type of yoga is wonderful. There is a, um, there's eight limbs of yoga, if you think about yoga as a tree. So there are different things. Meditation is a branch, controlling different things. The, when we talked about the pranayama, controlling the breath, that's another limb. Um, there are other different types of ethical practices like do no harm. I mean, everybody is familiar with that with the physicians and, you know, EMS, it's do no harm, but it's do no harm to others as well as yourself. So as you're flowing through the practice, it's not about comparing yourself to someone else because everybody has different injuries and anatomy, little tweaks and, you know, so putting your foot behind your head, I'm never going to put my foot behind my head, (laughs) only because I'm not built that way. So, and like some of the other dynamic practices because of surgeries and injuries that I've had, I won't be able to do them again, but I still have a very robust practice and anybody can. Anybody is a yoga body. And so you don't have to twist up in a pretzel. You don't have to touch the floor. There's, there's so many different props that you can use there's but yoga is so good for you because it helps you feel good and it kind of sneaks up on you like you start doing your practice and you're like yeah and they're like yeah come back next week and keep coming back and you know before you know it it becomes a part of your routine and it becomes something that that your body actually will tell you that you need Heather, um, I don't know if you uh, did you see uh, and I'm pretty sure you did uh, what was it last week or week before that OSHA has come out with some of their their new guidelines for first responders. 
Yeah, and we have, it's going to um, become an OSHA issue. Are you able to speak? And, and then how that ties together? Because I was thinking as I'm listening to you, um, maybe not me because I'm at the autumn, if not the December of my street experience, but for the younger folks listening in EMS, this is something they're going to have to pay attention to that we didn't have to worry about uh, in, in our day. Are you able to speak to that at all? Well, I can't speak about the OSHA requirements. It is actually 600 pages, and <laughs> um, the deadline, that's the proposed rule, uh, the deadline for comments is May the 6th. We have Scott Moore, who is the AAA consultant. He's actually coming to our reimbursement conference on May 13th, and he will actually be talking about this. So I think once things have shaken out, um, then we can probably talk about it. But I do know mental health, we have been bringing up the issue about mental health and wanting it to be covered for EMS providers. So um, I think one of the um, organizations that I had participated with was because a lot of times EMS and fire and police don't want to talk about any shortcomings. They are the heroes and they don't want to admit that there was something wrong and they don't want to use the EAP program or have it reflect badly on them. So then they can search for other resiliency tools that they can use. And so yoga and um, mindfulness through the yoga for first response, not yoga for first responders, it was Heroes Are Human. It was a campaign that I did, but we did 12 days of different resiliency tools. So. I think people need to be aware that there are tools out there. My classes, by the way, are online um, on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings. Really? But if I do get requests for anybody who wants to do yoga, yoga for EMS professionals, I will never charge them for. Very nice. Because I think I think it is such a great a great tool, and um, EMS, of course, is my passion. Sure, Heather. So while you're while you're talking about this, um, if if we do have any first responders interested, what would be the best means of contacting you? Sure, my personal email address is h s h a r a r one zero two three at gmail dot com, and then if you just put yoga in the the subject line, I will be happy to talk to you. Great. So yeah. Heather, I, I learned a pun here in just five Me too. minutes. Yeah. Me, too. Me too. You know, if I'm if I'm a first responder and I want to go someplace to get more of the overview, more detail, you mentioned the tree and the and the limbs. Um, is there is there some places or a website or some place where I can go to read up and learn a little bit more about the various branches? Sure. There are several different types of resources. The Yoga Alliance is like we talk about NREMT being the you know, that's where you get your testing done and that's kind of the certifying body. Well, yoga professionals, we also have a certifying body, which is the Yoga Alliance. And I think it's yogaalliance.org or yogaalliance.com. But um, you can find me there. Oops. You can find me there listed. Um, it's still under my, my previous name. But um, there are definitely a lot of resources there. There are you can find things on YouTube. There are lots of different um, avenues. Ayurveda, which is the sister science to yoga, which is, it's called the science of life. It's how you fuel your body, what you eat, when you eat, time of year, time of life. There's like a whole thing to it. So there are lots of resources out there, but if somebody's interested in something particular, 
I can actually refer them to a book, I can refer them to a website, because there really are a lot of resources out there. And you said something interesting, that there's actually a certification. So if I'm looking for a class, I should be asking that question or, or determining whether the instructor is certified. Right. So it is RYT, which is Registered Yoga Teacher. And so there are 200-hour, 500-hour, then you get to EYRT, which is somebody who's been um, a practitioner and teacher for many, many years. I am an RYT 500. So I have the additional training. Wow. It's COVID. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Um, That's fascinating. It really is. You know, as most folks know, we do this program, uh, for the most part, pretty much unrehearsed. And, uh, you know, I think we kind of hit Heather with this uh, just uh, prior to uh, starting the recording here today. And so that's, um, okay. that's that's very interesting. I mean, you, you I can tell you got Ed and mine and uh, Chuck's attention with this. Now, the, I know you didn't even interrupt me. I thought for sure you'd say something. Well, give, no, a, give Chuck time here. He can probably incorporate this into bowling somehow. But give us give us some time. Um, no, the question about the yoga for first responders. Is this an actual actual uh, for lack of a better word certified class heather or is this just uh, uh, a program somebody put together and gave it that title so i think i am not as familiar with it i have reached out several times to try to um, get more information i know that they started out with fire because on their website there are a lot of people in turnout gear mm -hmm. and so for me working with ems professionals i'm not going to ask you to put on your turnout gear because I want you to take off your EMS hat or your fire hat or whatever it is. I want you to be the person behind that. But um, the Yoga for First Responders actually is a um, certified program. And so there are other like psychologists who have gotten into like the whole vagus nerve and, and moving it so that you can start to relax. And there are specific poses that I know the Yoga for First Responders um, course does incorporate into their their teachings so that's also what we use for the PTSD and the stress and and all that so there are a gazillion different yoga poses because there are gazillion different combinations of what you can do with your body interesting so I I would imagine as people listen to this I'm certain there's some uh, hulky guy out there if that's the correct term who's saying ah, i don't need that but you know this profession creeps up on you without you knowing and right. both mentally and physically i was having a conversation with a friend of mine last night and uh you know basically a, an old ems guy like myself and we don't go up and down steps like we used to and that's primarily because we lifted and did things wrong in those early years and now we're all paying the price. So uh, I, like you, Heather, cannot put my leg behind my neck. Um, and I struggle to put one foot in front of the other uh, with not sounding funny, but some days it's actually it's actually really, uh, right. really tough. And I, I feel that right. I, as my as I age here and, you know, you wonder what I'll be like or what will be like 10 years from now. So I find this very interesting. So, you know, especially the mind and body thing, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to something like this, it's, it, it, you know, I, I recognize that there's probably a, a large majority that are like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. But, you know, 
you've got to take care of yourself in so many different ways now because you you want to live a full life and at some point you're going to step out of this field and want to enjoy your retirement or uh, another trade or profession down the road um, you can't end up being crippled and if this helps especially with the, what we hear today in society with the mental side of this job uh, and it helps with the physical in my mind that is a win-win and it's something that uh, please Absolutely. we ask you today to pay attention to uh, Heather this was <laughs> very informative so um thank you i, I could talk about it for an hour even yeah, two hours sure. you know we can get into ayurveda and how you fuel your body too i mean it's it's all but for instance with the walking i actually had a conversation with one of my board members the other day and he's like i'm walking three to four miles a day and i wake up and my hips are so sore and i said that's because it's a repetitive movement yep. and so then your body starts to tighten and so with yin yoga when you are you know you're laying on your back and so you bring your knees up into your chest and you let them both fall over to the side so you have that external rotation and the internal rotation that your body doesn't get when you're walking sure. like this sure so that's just that's just one example wow really interesting yeah. very very good um i i'm uh, blown away i think this is something that we need to talk more about i'd like to see Boy, Heather, it would be great to have you speak at, at a conference on this. I, sure. I bet you'd have a I bet you'd have a room full of people. How many ended up uh, taking part at the end of the day? Who's going to say? But you know, part of it is just letting people know that's out there. I mean, up till ten minutes ago, I I didn't. I mean, I don't know. I was kind of thinking you sit in the corner with your legs crossed and you hum. And again, I'm no. not being funny. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> Well, you don't want to hear me hum. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But but my point is, like, you know, there's some definite therapeutic effects to this that Absolutely. can help you, help you not only today, but tomorrow and, of course, uh, down the road. So thank you very Absolutely. much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. We're going for- to use you again, but we're going to change gears here for a second. So um, there's been some changes as far as Medicaid goes yes. and mm-hmm. um i think it's a great thing uh f- for us and uh I'd, i'm not going to steal your thunder here but if uh we could segue from yoga i don't know how you properly do this to <laughs> medicaid payments um uh, i'd appreciate it if you health. could we're going from fueling the body to fueling the bank account bingo yes. ah, there you very go. well stated ed very well there that's we have ed here for color he's like the tony romo of of em2 so <laughs> <laughs> very good all right thanks for joining us ed we won't need you anymore today that was enough right there but anyway all right good enough so medical assistance has typically been since for the last 43 44 years it has been the typically the least um yeah i mean it's the they're the payer of last resort and they usually pay the least i should say that and so for the last 18 years that i have worked for the ambulance association we have been working towards getting that reimbursement increased and so in 2014 we had our first increase um and it would have been the third increase that we have ever had since the payments started for ems and then um Two years ago, we were able to get it up to where it was about 80% of Medicare 
and then the um, the the change that went into effect January of this year actually took medical assistance up to the higher of the rates, whether it's Medicare or Medicaid. So, and of course, Medicare is higher, except in the case of um, non-emergent ALS, I think um, medical assistance was higher. So that's why it says the higher of the two. And luckily for us, when um, we tried to get this several times and it started with mileage. And I'll go back to December 29th of 2014. There was a Pennsylvania bulletin issued December the 29th now, now when probably everybody is on vacation for the holidays. And it said that medical assistance would pay for all loaded miles minus the first 20. So originally before that, they paid port to port minus 20 miles. So what they were doing was they were changing it to loaded miles minus the first 20. So basically they took away the mileage reimbursement benefit at all. Completely. Completely. Right. Right. So we had been fighting for nine years, going back to meeting with them. They said, unless there was an access to care issue, we were not going to get the mileage change. We were not going to get a medical assistance increase. And so then we talked about the um, uh, the provider assessment program that I know other states do. And so when we met with DHS, we talked about that. And then we also talked about taking the amount from the fire and EMS grant, that is the EMS portion, which is only 12%. Fire is 87%, but that's a story for another day. But that 12%, moving it over into medical assistance so then they could pull down the federal match. And so DHS said, that's a scheme, and Medicare is caught on to that, and they'll never agree to that. And they have really been obstructionist for the last nine years whenever it came to updating the policies. Like the payment policies for EMS includes VASC certification. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's went away, just, which went away. Oh about my goodness! When Gary and I yeah, and yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So we took the um, the payment policy and um, we took the EMS Act and put the language in there. We did the red lines and you know here. Here's an updated policy for you. Here's everything that you need. Well, it's going to take us a while and, you know, him ha, him ha. So there's that, um, which is still on our legislative agenda. But trying to work with DHS is very difficult. Mm-hmm. So we've had to go the legislative route the last couple of times. And Representative Kalzer from up in Northwest PA, he was incredibly instrumental in getting us the two previous medical assistance increases. And so um, with trying to get the mileage corrected, um, Representative Borowski from Southeastern PA, she had a piece of legislation she introduced that would have paid for all loaded miles. And then it went over to the Senate. Senator Brooks over in the Senate had a piece of legislation that would have paid loaded miles minus the first five. And so we had talked to her. She was willing to change it and amend it so that it was all loaded miles. Um, And so when Representative Borowski's bill was over in the Senate, they attached the um, fiscal code to it. And there was some school voucher things in there. So when it went back to the House, the Democrats didn't agree with this. So then it died in rules. So then there was Senator Brooks's bill. I think that was the bill that came over the second time. But there was a second bill that came over and then that actually went into rules committee and that actually died too. So 
then the bill that actually was passed was um, Act 15 of 2023, and that was Senator Pittman. He kept adding and he kept trying. So, you know, third time is the charm. So that actually went over to the House and they actually did approve it. And so, like I said, it says that they will pay the higher of the greater of the two rates, Medicare or Medicaid, and they would pay for all loaded miles from mile one. Yeah. So, so I'm going to jump yeah. in here because we do have listeners, Heather, from uh, we, Quick Make Claims serves 39 different states. Yeah. So sure. I just want everybody to understand that if you're listening, you're outside of Pennsylvania. This is strictly Pennsylvania, but we have such a large clientele in Pennsylvania. We wanted to focus on this because there have been questions about this because there's been a delay oh, and so yeah. the reason why we wanted Heather to speak to this because our clients are asking you know there's confusion and and we're not sure what to tell them i'm sure you're not quite sure what to tell them yet but you Pretty can close. shed some light on that delay and uh, so everybody else knows just what heather's been talking to you may be in a state where they have tackled this thing 10 years ago right you know and right. really pennsylvania and new jersey were two of the worst underfunded Medicaid payment for EMS across the entire country. I think New Jersey's still behind Pennsylvania. Uh, so why we're focusing on this is we really had to catch up. So understand, folks, if you're you know your client and you're listening somewhere outside of Pennsylvania, we apologize for being so Pennsylvania centric today. But it's a fight when you talk about the the Medicaid recovery program. This has been something that's going on you know nationwide, and it's it's really helped to narrow that gap. But I'll go back here now. Now that everybody understands, we're focusing on Pennsylvania. What what is the delay, and where where are we at now? Can you just uh, explain that a little bit? Sure. So with the change to the mileage, Pennsylvania had to file a state plan amendment. So every year, medical assistance, DHS, has to file a state plan. And then anytime they mend, amend it, so, um, and as I understand it, it, it was the payment methodology because the state plan originally said they would pay loaded miles minus 20. And they're filing that with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Right. And this was... Because this is still federal dollars administered by the state, state. correct? Correct. Correct. So, um, the change took effect January 1st of 2024, and DHS could not file a state plan amendment until the first day of the first month of the change. <laughs> so they couldn't file it until January the 1st. We met with a DHS um, in December, on December the 13th. They actually issued a Pennsylvania bulletin that was incorrect. So we had, we had meetings behind the scenes. We met with the IT folks. We met with DHS. We have had numerous conversations trying, because originally when we talked to DHS, and we talked about this piece. They said it only applied to mileage and they were going to file a state plan and that it would be all those miles. And we were like, no, no, no. It also includes an increase in the reimbursement level. And they're like, well, I'm not too sure about that. So we reached out to House members and legislative staff. They reached out to appropriations. We reached out to Senator Pittman. We reached out to um, Senate staff. They reached out to Senate appropriations. They went to the governor's office. Governor's office went back to DHS. Mm -hmm. So these are like all the things happening behind the scenes. And so then we were like, okay, well, when are you going to file the state plan amendment? When we met with them on December the 13th, 
and will you send out a corrected Pennsylvania bulletin? And they said, yes, yes. Well, will you share that with us? And they said they would. So I said, whatever you do, please don't issue the Pennsylvania bulletin on December the 29th. Guess when they issued it? Uh, December the 29th. Shocker. Shocker. I know. I know. And it was incorrect. So we had to go back and say, you know what, this this isn't correct. And so we did send out some notifications to our members. And um, January the 12th, we sent out a notice just letting people know that... um, once the rates are done, it will be retroactive to January the 1st, but they needed to examine their billing rates to make sure they were. They needed to go against the Pennsylvania Bulletin that was published in December the 29th until the new one is done because they, it, you couldn't bill at the other rate because then they're going to think that they were just done. So there was, there's, there's a whole bunch of things, and we had Paige Wolfberger Morth review it to make sure that we weren't, you know, out of line with legalities. So... There was that, and then, whoops, I just hit a button, sorry. Got papers on my laptop again. Yeah, so Heather, a question. So has the plan amendment been filed, the correct one? Yes, so the state plan amendment was filed on February the 5th, and so CMS has 90 days in which to approve it, and we can't imagine that they wouldn't approve it because there are other states that they pay from loaded miles one. And that's what Medicare's rule is, you pay loaded miles. So, um, fingers crossed. And then on February the 6th, the updated Pennsylvania bulletin was sent to the governor's office for review. And so we have been told on February the 24th, next Friday, well, next Saturday, next Saturday, because the Pennsylvania bulletin comes out Saturday, but it's published on Friday. So in the next Pennsylvania bulletin will be the updated um, rate for MA. So, and so the anticipation is they're going to be equal to Medicare. Right. Okay. Right. The, the right. higher of the two. Which, the which is a huge two. win. That's a, right. that's an Monster. enormous win. Monster in win. In dollars. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, folks, if, if Pennsylvania Ambulance Services, when you're listening, are you listening to all of the work that Heather and the AAP have done that none of us individually can do? So I'm going to give you a little plug, Heather. If if you are not a member of the AAP for what it is per year to be a member to support this advocacy, you got to sign up, guys. Like, seriously, who who could do this on our own? I I, 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 uh, recently tried to get a hold of um, one of our local legislators to have a conversation with him about uh, something that was near and dear to my heart. And I couldn't get 15 minutes with the guy, which... He's not getting my vote next time, and I just signed somebody else's petition to take his place. And I don't mind telling you that. It's impossible to get in front of these people and then nonetheless have conversation and meetings with DHS, which is kind of like having a meeting with Vladimir Putin right now. I mean, <laughs> sir, you know. So kudos. And, folks, we need to support the AAP. Um, if you're out there listening and you're a service who whatever the pittance dollars it is to be a member, it is worth every penny. And, and I think you guys can can agree with me. Yeah, and Chuck, if I could add, for the for those of our, our colleagues and listeners who are outside of Pennsylvania, it's fascinating, very instructive to see what the AAP and the agencies had to go through yes. to get to this point. And then to make sure it's right. And so I think there's a, there was a bunch of learning points in there. One is 
the communication, the relationships, the long-standing relationship you mentioned, Pittman, and some of the other legislators that have helped us before oh, yeah. um, on these kind of issues. Those relationships are so important, and mm -hmm. they're cultivated over time, and, and the credibility that the AAP has with the, the staff at the legislators' offices, but also, you know, paying attention, reading, being engaged, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. things don't always happen, and we're, we're seeing this on the federal level you know, with the NSA and other other issues, the VA reimbursement issue that Heather and her team are also tracking from a PA perspective, which is a right. which is a national issue. So, um, very important that you're engaged with your ambulance association in the state and otherwise. So, AAA, uh, AAMS, if you're on the air side, ACT, if you're on the air side, uh, very important to be engaged and be a part of the process because you you can just from the last five minutes tell how detail oriented Heather and the team have been. To get this thing over the finish line and fingers crossed we're just about there yep just about there well thank you and, yeah. and i don't know heather do you know i had read somewhere and i can't remember to figure what the total what the total dollar amount equates to uh with the increase uh, it's well so here's the funny thing <laughs> trying to get dollar amounts from the state is difficult because ems is stuck in a transportation like the 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 education transportation benefit is included in the same line item as EMS, which is very outdated. But um, they they estimated that it would be twenty five million, and then I heard thirty million, and so I'm not because they didn't have the numbers correct, sure. and they didn't reach out to us to figure out what it would be. So. Um, I can't give you a definitive answer. Yeah, Just like sure. I don't want to say definitively that they're going to pay us thirteen dollars and twenty cents and for per mile because that's the way it came out in the first bulletin. But I don't know if that's the way it's going to be. And and the other piece of this, Heather, is uh, just so everybody's listening. The if if fee for service hasn't caught up, we know that the managed care organizations haven't even been notified because they can't. They have. Do that. They have? Oh, good, yeah. good. They Fill have. us in on that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, um, Geisinger, Highmark, Health Partners, and United will automatically be reprocessing claims. AmeriHealth and Keystone will also automatically be reprocessing claims, but they did note that some ambulance providers have custom rates, so they have to redo contracts. Right. Yeah. So, and then the UPMC noted that if a provider did not bill at or equal to the adjusted rate, they would need to resubmit the claims. And we're waiting to hear on community health choices um, and how they have been notified. So, yes, we and, are working and shame, on that. Shameless plug for those of us that are retired and you're directly still involved. Uh, the folks at QMC have done a great job in collaborating together on behalf of the clients to stay on top of these reimbursements. So. There's been a regular working group that works behind the scenes. Uh, if claims aren't paid correctly, they're being reviewed on a regular basis. I was part of that conversation. So for our clients that are listening, rest assured that you'll get every penny because the team at QMC has done a good job in segmenting those claims and then going back and reviewing them and whatever has to be done, whether they're going to automatically pay. If not, the appeal process uh, will be in effect, and uh, and and you'll you'll get your money, and and that's that's uh, again a kudos to all the working members of the ops team at, at QMC. Yeah. Good point, Wonderful. John. Good point. Good. Well, he thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that. And Heather, I appreciate you know I've made at least two or three phone calls to you to get an update as we've tried to stay on top of this, and uh, 
Uh, so you're always willing to pick up the phone and absolutely have a conversation. And uh, and so on both fronts, yoga, <laughs> reimbursement. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know oh, on behalf you. of uh, everybody across the Keystone State for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do see his name appear on the phone, I'm okay if you don't pick up the phone. So. <laughs> job that's why i'm here and, and i you, might ask you to join a bowling team oh, you know. <laughs> oh I, don't, I don't know i never do that and anyway we'll go we'll for bowlers maybe you know we could, yeah, right. well we could do some hand things yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know i find myself these days i'm just trying not to tear an acl play in pickleball which yeah. is what we're doing <laughs> yeah. these days so well, I'm, I'm thinking, I was I taking was, notes through I, the yoga thing i'm thinking i need to it's yeah. not repetitive movement, but there's a lot of sometimes body parts are going one way and the other way at the same time. Not oh my yep. goodness! <laughs> yep. Please, please excuse the pregnant pause while I just contemplate what has just been said here. So, You're not. You're not. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so again, Heather, uh, once again, okay. thank you very much for that information, and and as I'll echo Chuck's sentiments and. Uh, Thank you for all you do for the Commonwealth here, the EMS providers here, and of course, uh, all those folks who are listening. Um, you're looking at a dedicated servant here, and I hope in each of the other 49 states, you all have great people uh, like we do here in Pennsylvania heading up your association. So, Heather, thank, thank you again. You. You're quite thank welcome. you very much. You're quite welcome. Chuck, you wanted to... Uh, you had a couple of things that you wanted to talk about today as far as just newsworthy things and I uh, so I'm just going to turn it back over to you if, yeah. you if you would please well you know typically guys we we have a little fun in this but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to seriousness here because um, throughout my career in EMS and, and which is now 38 years it's hard to believe I just it blows my mind but uh, the last uh, almost 25 being in, in EMS billing I have run across some wonderful people who I've worked very closely with over decades um, as clients, and, and two of them, I'm sad to say over the past year, have, have left the EMS community and left us a big hole. And, and you know, Heather, it's fitting that you're here with us today, because when I joined EMS, as I'm sure the other guys here, this was largely a guy's thing. You know, I remember uh, back at Berwick Area Ambulance, where I started, which is now part of Geisinger EMS, um, we the the idea of women being part of our organization was a debate, uh, <laughs> and that that's a long story. But thankfully, we we saw the light. But um, two ladies south of the Mason Dixon line, who I have worked with for many years, have passed, and it's I just wanted to pay tribute. So um, Linda Dusa who really, Linda and her husband were EMS in Maryland for many, many years, part of the Abingdon Fire Company in Hartford County. Uh, Linda died suddenly uh, in April. And um, I, the tribute, I have to tell you, um, the online tribute and the local tribute paid to Linda, lowering flags across the entire county. Um, just a wonderful memorial service attended by literally hundreds and hundreds of uh, area firefighters down in that part of Maryland. Uh, she was uh, an instructor. She was uh, EMS captain for over uh, nearly two decades. Um, you know, one of the first paramedics to ride 
um, had, had you know affected EMS policy in Maryland across the state, working together with the medical director, the state medical director down there. Uh, she and her husband Bill had just li really laid the groundwork for what is now modern EMS in Hartford County. And uh, so I'd be remiss if I didn't pause to just remember the kind. And I I know that um, the uh, Abingdon Fire Company. Uh, just uh, named an award, a Lifetime Achievement Award in her name, honoring her posthumously for the first recipient of that award. And, and the morning, even today, of her loss has been great. And then just a few weeks ago, we lost Karen Mott at the Waterwitch Fire Company in Port Deposit, Maryland. Now, Port Deposit, Maryland is a very small community, but a large contributor to Cecil County's uh, EMS and uh, Karen if you knew Karen Karen was just so much fun in fact because water witch is the name of the company she once a year would celebrate at Halloween and also celebrate their anniversary as a company she became the water witch literally there are pictures of her standing by apparatus standing by the ambulance dressed in full witch garb one of which was on a motorcycle and just the fun, but but when it got time for seriousness, you know, literally the ambulance captain joined 1987, part of that organization, and and so I I just pause, and I know Ed, you're going to bring up uh, uh, something that's near and dear to your heart, the the National EMS Memorial, but these two ladies, groundbreaking to what was modern EMS, and and definitely sorely missed. Uh, hard to replace, but I had to take a minute because many, many times I would pick up the phone when I first started working in Maryland, which I was a Pennsylvania EMS guy, and things things at that point were very different across state lines. And when I started working down there, I remember doing documentation training, going into a fire company down there and started talking about how we do documentation in Pennsylvania and they were ready to throw stuff at me, you know, like who is this Yankee? Who is this Yankee coming down coming here down telling here. us what to do? And and it was large in part, I knew that I had to develop some relationships and learn how things were different down below that that imaginary line that separates our two states. And they, they were just wonderful to me. So I pause and pay tribute to two giants of EMS that their names probably someday won't mean as much to young people as they do here, but live on in all of our memories and in the memories of those who work together with them. So just if you're listening and you knew these ladies or Bill, if you're out there and, and you're listening to um, uh, this, um, uh, know that we miss her uh, a great deal. And uh, um, both these ladies, uh, you know, just deserve all of the uh, honor and uh uh, memorial that we can uh, provide to them. And Ed, I'm going to seg right over to you because I know you have some uh, words that you want to say about the National EMS Memorial. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. And, and thanks for sharing those stories, those personal relationships, but professional giants. You know, we, we all know those folks. We have those people in our past that um, helped us and helped our the folks around us sort of grow into, you know, EMS professionals. And so, um, you know, very appropriate to uh, to talk about that. Absolutely, uh, I'm I'm thrilled to be able to talk to you a little bit about um, a new program of the National EMS Memorial Service. So, you know, many of our listeners know this, but for those who don't, um, there is one entity that's recognized by Congress to um, memorialize those 
of our profession who died in the line of duty. So for more than 30 years, the National EMS Memorial Service um, and the volunteers that really are the heart and soul of the organization uh, have been uh, recognizing those who have died in the line of duty, doing what they love and, and taking care of others. And so, uh, you know, the challenge for that is is, is funding. And, uh, and there's a number of folks here in Pennsylvania and elsewhere around the country, the folks who do the National EMS Memorial Bike Ride and, and others who have been a part of this effort for decades to continue to carry on the, the weekend of honor um, uh, ceremonies, recognizing those folks and, and helping their families and colleagues celebrate and remember them. Um, but it's expensive to do every year. It costs several hundred thousand dollars every year to carry out the service and, and really fund the folks, the family members to come to celebrate their loved ones. So the National Mess Memorial Service started a new program this year. It's called Remembership. Um, and, uh, and what it is, is it's an opportunity for you to go online and sign up and donate um, less than $10 a month. It's $9.99 a month. And, and if people around the profession, um, you know, if you think about it, you know, it's one less cup of Starbucks coffee a month, right? It's nothing, um, but it gives us an opportunity to honor those. And our friends at eServices who are, uh, you know, of EMS um, have donated their services to actually do the online payment portal. So it's very easy. If you go over to the National EMS Memorial Service website, um, you'll see a, uh, a banner up top for a membership. If you, if you click into that, and get down to the bottom, you can log in and you can set up your payment um, every month and it's it's well worth it. And if you've not been to the memorial service, if you've not gone um, and recognized those, and, and you know, unfortunately we in Pennsylvania, the, the Commonwealth has suffered its fair share of losses, but uh, also many of our clients around the country, we've had, um, you know, unfortunately for the last five or six years, um, a client represented there as well. and. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a wonderful opportunity for the friends and family to celebrate. So, if you get a chance to go, please go. Pay respects. Um, it's it's down in Washington D.C. every year. Uh, but anyway, if you think about it, if you get a chance, go go onto the website and think about giving that ten bucks a month uh, to help support the service. So, thanks for listening. I, appreciate that. And Chuck, and, thanks for sharing that. that and story. I can concur about um, if you ever get a chance to go to the memorial service, it is incredibly emotional. Um, I participate with the National EMS Memorial Bike Ride and I've done the Weekend of Honor um, a couple of times and luckily, not luckily, but um, there's a lot of times where the family of the um, EMS provider has not been there, but the last two times the family has been there and to get the chance to actually talk to the family and I mean, these are real people who have, yep. you know, families and lives, and it's just important that they be remembered. And so it is, it is an incredibly emotional weekend, but incredibly worth it. And I like this membership thing. I'm writing it down because I'm like, can I put somebody's name in there? Like, yep. Can I donate in Nora's honor? Or, you sure you know, can. Right. Yeah, something exactly. like that. I think that's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. yeah, talk about one of the giants. I know. In our yeah. community, right? Absolutely. Some incredible people. And, uh, yeah. Well, and we just lost uh, Rich Kelly, too. In yeah. Center, yeah. Yeah. Center, yeah. Went to his Center County. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. last week or week. Um, Thursday such, last again, week. Another giant. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so many online tributes. Uh, what what I notice is how, is, how he taught, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, the influence, the ripple effect. We yeah. don't realize, you know, um, and helping younger people understand what we do and 
and uh, so you know it, it'd be sorely missed. That was a that was a shock. The room was packed, and I heard the night before for visitation there was a two and a half hour wait. So. What a wonderful send-off a wonderful for a tribute. really good yep. person. Absolutely. And for those of you that are listening you don't know, in Pennsylvania, Rich Rich was um, the uh, assistant uh, director, am I right, at uh, um, Mount Nittany Medical Center. Mount Nittany Medical West. Center, which is in director, right? uh, Happy Valley, Penn State, oh. uh, out in State College. It's the uh, the hospital a, um, ALS EMS service out there. And uh, Rich had uh, been a flight medic for many years and couple different flight pros, Stat Medevac, uh, Geisinger's Life Flight Program, uh, um, two of them. So um, uh, yeah, for those on. of you who don't know, out of state, Rich Rich was a, a very large um, uh, impact on on center part of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Uh, we yeah. tend to lose them, and I think, uh, you know, these are challenging times, and they're only made worse by losing good people like Rich and, and the, the ladies that you spoke of, Chuck, and sadly... Uh, it's going to continue to occur and we all know that it's part of the profession and i think i'd like to have heather back at some point soon provided she'd 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 come and absolutely and and talk to us because within our own state we have a very very good strong working group that cares uh for those that are lost in the line of duty uh and among other things they do their best to take care of those families and it's the pennsylvania ems providers foundation we're not going to jump in that to that today, but Heather, if you would like to come back, we can surely give you the floor again. Uh, I would love to. Great, mm-hmm. thank you. Drink some coffee, and we'll uh, and you know, come on back with us. I know it's tough to tolerate us for this period of time, but uh, we'd love to have you back. And uh, I think today's session was very good, um, good folks. I think we brought a lot of information forth. I sat here some of these. Uh, shows that we do it's it's great conversation it's good banter back and forth there's good information exchange uh but today was exceptional and, uh, and gary uh, heather can, will you repeat your uh email, yeah, email please yep. I, sure. I think that would be you know for anybody that wants to contact her about the yoga or if you have questions about the uh, the uh, medicaid uh, adjustment uh, if you don't mind uh, i don't mind at all it's h s h a r a r one zero two three at gmail.com yep very good very good thank you thank and you very much thank you for letting me talk about yoga i could talk about that forever <laughs> that was great i was just overwhelmed you guys were all mesmerized like you're all yeah i was i was like yeah, wow this is this is like, great stuff hey <laughs> i get more you guys pay more attention this to this than when i'm out talking about reimbursement issues <laughs> yeah. i start to glaze over <laughs> Yeah, no. this goes under the category of even a blind squirrel gets a nut every yeah. now and then. Yeah, right, exactly. You got that right. So, right. And, and, uh, and Chuck, I also want to echo your sentiments. I mean, it's easy for us, excuse my French, from an EMS organizational standpoint to sit around and bitch about dollars yeah. and cents and everything like that. Join the darn uh, Ambulance Association of Pennsylvania. Put your money where your mouth is. It's pennies. Uh, over the course of a year and it is it pays off tenfold to be a member of this organization it's one concert uh voice in unison and we all need to have that if this industry is going to move forward not only in pennsylvania but across the united states so wherever you may be right exactly right right. and participate don't just send your money participate get on a committee volunteer your time meet your legislators um, know who they are, develop those relationships. Yep. Very important. 
Yeah, as a sidebar, uh, about uh, a year or so ago, Heather asked me to be a trustee on the uh, Pennsylvania EMS Providers Foundation. One of the best things I've ever done. Just so, so rewarding. And uh, it's it's a great thing. And again, we'll have you back uh, uh, to talk about that at some points uh, very soon, if, if you'd like. So, Absolutely. So with that, I will thank each of you for coming today and bringing up some great information, some great tributes. Uh, very much appreciated. Um, it's February here. Hopefully we're turning the corner towards spring. Uh, the days are getting a little bit longer out there. We're still having some snow flying here and there, but, uh, well, at least we are up here in the Northeast, Ed. Um, um, but uh, overall, I think we, uh, we may have had a pretty darn mild winter up here in good old PA. Um, so I will tell all of our folks who listen, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, anyway, so for uh, to all my colleagues who are joining us today, and for those of you at home, I will simply say, hey, be, be safe, safe out, out there. there.